Everybody, welcome to my podcast, Stick and Move. And today we have a very, very special guest. We're talking to Mr. Jim McCain. Jim, what's going on? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, Jim. I'm doing well. I'm glad. I'm, I'm honored to have you. I'm honored that you're on, you know. We met. We know each other, you know. You, you, I pretty much know your whole family by now. I feel like I'm a McCain. <laughs> I would love that. My name is Eric McCain. <laughs> your, name is, your name is Jim Kelly, and I'm Eric McCain. Hey, it sounds good to me. I'd love to have your ability, you. Fox. So, <laughs> thank you. So, Jim, growing up in the um, growing up in the in the McCain family, a very political family, you know, GOP. Your father was a um, presidential candidate back in 2008. How was growing up as a as a McCain? How was it? Uh, it was actually a lot more normal than you'd expect. I mean, uh, you know, my parents, uh, you know, we live in Arizona, and my parents were always really uh, uh, adamant that we could do whatever we wanted and live our own lives and things like that. And, and you know, I just, uh, it was definitely uh, not bad. I had a good time, and, you know, Dad enjoys hiking and, and fishing and all that. So that's how we yeah. spent most of our, our time growing up. Yeah, now, see, I'm always seeing your dad doing exactly what you say, hiking, fishing, and one thing is, I know your father can cook his ass off. <laughs> He's an amazing cook. Your uh, father is, like little, little people know, John McCain, Senator John McCain is amazing on that grill. So, Jim, you seem to stay out the spotlight a little bit in terms of the politics and everything. What's up with you? Tell me more about you. You seem like to be the enigma of the uh, McCain thing. <laughs> well, you know, I enlisted, you know, at 17 and, uh, Wanted to make sure I didn't uh, miss the war. Definitely would have waited if I knew they were going to go on for 15 years. Uh, but and then I, uh, you know, I went to Iraq and all that, and then I got out, and then I joined the National Guard to uh, hang out, <laughs> and uh, I ended up uh, ended up in Afghanistan for about. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. So you joined the National Guard to hang out? Yeah, you know, just to have something to do, and you know, and you <laughs> serve a little, you know, and all that. And uh, little did I. But I know they needed people real bad, so I ended so up. So you enlisted. Game. You enlisted 17 years ago as a Marine. You bet. Oh no, I was 17. It was uh, okay. You was, was 17. Yeah. How yeah, old are you now? Keep, uh, I'm 28. <laughs> okay, well you're a baby. 11 years ago. So you exactly. enlisted, and you enlisted to, to just to hang out. You know what I'm saying? And, well, I had nothing and, better. I had nothing better going on. So, <laughs> yeah, you had nothing. You had nothing better to do. So you said, "All right, I'm gonna go blow up, motherfuckers." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's for a good cause, though. It's for a great cause, and I totally understand it. But you had nothing better to do. Like you didn't have a gang stop in Arizona or nothing like that. <laughs> well, I was, I was sitting on a couch actually up in uh, Washington State, and uh, I saw the commercial for the Marine Corps. Where the yeah. guy fights the dragon with the sword, and yeah. uh, I was like, oh, I guess I'll do that. So I called the local recruiter, and he said, uh, yeah. "Sure, come on in." And it was like two months later, I was gone. So, now, <laughs> so. now, 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 everybody know your father's a, um, a war hero, a veteran, POW. Um, he was a marine, right? No, he was in the navy actually. In the navy. navy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Like, did you ever want to join? Did you ever feel obligated? He said, like, okay, I'm a McCain. I'm a junior. Now, I got to follow in my father's footsteps. Do you sort of feel like that added pressure or obligation? Never at all. Never at all. No, I, uh, I, uh, my dad was very adamant growing up that I yeah. do whatever I want to do. 
Um, but I always, uh, you know, I've, I'm a, I'm a kid, you know, I was a kid, so I, I enjoyed watching war movies and, and always respected the military. So I felt like I always kind of wanted to anyway. So. so your favorite movie of all time is Saving Private Ryan. Uh, it's gotta be, it'd probably be Last of the Mohicans or Patriot, or The Patriot, actually. I like the Patriot. Those a lot. You know what? Yeah. I've, never, I've never saw The Last of the Mohicans. I saw, I mean, I saw The Patriot. But I've never oh, saw The Last of the Mohicans. You have to see The Last of the Mohicans. It's the one of the best movies ever. So, <laughs> Daniel so you tell me, with a tomahawk. <laughs> Daniel Lewis here with a tomahawk and, and an axe. So you tell me, so you tell me that you're, that you're married now. Tell me about that. Uh, yeah, I got married in April. Uh, I've actually been with her for about eight years. When she found out that I was going to Afghanistan, uh, about, it would be two years ago, I guess, um, she said, uh, look, I've been with you through all this, through multiple deployments, all this stuff from the Marine Corps. And she said, uh, you know, I, I want to get married, you know. And so we got engaged before I left, and then we just got married in April. So, so you guys wrote a great rapport with each other. How long, yeah, were, you, yeah. how, how long were you on tour in Afghanistan? Tour, I think, was about a year, but it wasn't the whole time in Afghanistan. We spent a couple months in Texas before we left training up and getting ready and everything like that. So maybe like nine, ten months in there. What was your most What was your most scariest moment in <laughs> Afghanistan? I mean, I know you got some crazy stories. Walking down the street at ISAF, the main base, and running into a four-star general with about 200 two-star generals around him. There's no scarier moment than that. <laughs> so you ran into so you ran into a four-star general with about a hundred two-star generals uh, surround. And what were they going to do? Like, were you on punishment or some shit? Oh no, it, it's just they uh, they always you know it's like a mob. You know they're really high up. So we, you know if they make a comment like uh, your boots sure are dirty, then some yeah. colonel is going to come find you and be like four-star saw that your boots were dirty. <laughs> so, yeah, so that pressure, so that, so that pressure right there, like you don't want to piss off, you don't want to piss them off, especially exactly. in Afghanistan. You already got so much shit to worry about. These motherfuckers exactly. trying to blow your head off. And, so you mean to tell me motherfuckers in Afghanistan is trying to blow your head off and you got to worry about your damn boots? Well, what the welcome to the military. That's always. I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm like, excuse me, sir, excuse me, drill sergeant, but do you know why these damn boots are dirty? On so when we were, on, on we're trying to grenade out my ass. When we were in Iraq. We lived out in the middle of nowhere for about seven months, just way out on the river in the middle of nowhere. And uh, whenever anyone high up would come out, somebody would come before. You know, and there's only like 20 of us living in a tiny Iraqi house in the, you know, way out in the middle of nowhere. And they would, a guy would come out before anyone important came out to see us, and he would make us yeah. shave and cut our hair and all this stuff, which I always thought yeah. was redundant. But, yeah. but it's all right. It's holding to the military standards. So, so tell me, how do you feel about this presidential election, 2016? Tell me how you feeling about it. You got Clinton, you got Trump. Tell me how you. What are your thoughts? Is it trying? Is it trying to select the leader of two evils? <laughs> I I mean, a lot of people are very uh, very adamant about this election. I I feel like it. Any way you look at it, it's going to be very very impactful through time. You know, with with the anti incumbency and people supporting Trump, and then yeah. uh, people support Hillary as well. So I definitely think it's going to be very very impactful through time. Any way you look at it, and I'm sure books will be written this election and. And people will be talking about it for for hundreds of years. So, 
So I mean, everybody knows about Clinton's situation with the emails, and they've talk, everyone's talking about the emails and and Clinton armed ISIS. And me, I mean, I'm on the outside looking in, so I don't really understand anything what they're talking about, what's going on. But I'm like, how the fuck did Hillary Clinton arm ISIS? Did she leave them like? Did she leave the weapons in a knapsack behind a dumpster at Starbucks? Like, how the hell did Hillary? <laughs> like, how did she arm ISIS? Like, how can you arm ISIS? I, I actually, I, I can admit, I'm really naive to that subject. I haven't done any research into it. So I, I don't. So you about as smart as me? Exactly. I mean, I truly don't believe that uh, Hillary Clinton armed ISIS. But I. But then again, I I, I haven't done any any, any research either. into it. So so I don't. Know. I mean, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, it seems like a whole bunch of BS on both sides. Like these emails, they're saying that Clinton um that 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 Clinton deleted. Like um what. What were in these emails? What could have been in these emails? I, I don't understand. Like, I mean, I know it's some classified material and stuff like that 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 people should know about. I, I guess that the civilians should know about. But I'm like, what the hell is so important about these emails? I mean, and if something is if something if something has been deleted, you can still find it. Like, you can find text messages that someone had sent and deleted on the, on the iPhone. It's in your freaking iCloud. So you mean to tell me you can put a person on the moon, but you can't find a deleted email? I honestly don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't as well. I, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I've, I, once again for that subject, I, I've read, of course, the headlines, but I, I, I haven't yeah. done a lot of research into it. You should, you should have my, my brother on. He's a lot smarter than me. <laughs> yeah. How old is your brother? Uh, I think he's thirty. Yeah, yeah, he's a curvy. Yeah, I, I don't quote the wrong fucking McCain shit. Exactly. He's a, he's a teacher at the Naval Academy. He's better than me. So. Oh, he's so. at, oh, he's at the Naval Academy. Yeah, he, he went there for college, and now he's a teacher there. Now he's a and teacher. And he's a helicopter. Man. He's a helicopter pilot for a long time. He's doing really well. He's actually about to have a kid on the November 10th, which, funny enough, is also the Marine Corps birthday. So I've been uh, I've been oh, laughing yeah? at him about it. So yeah, cause oh he's yeah, that's cool. Are you expecting? Are you are you wanting to have a kid coming up? You're married now. Talk to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, my wife definitely wants to have kids. She, you know, we've been together so long that she she's very uh, adamant she wants kids. And you know, you know, the real reason is we both know is all her friends have been having kids. So you know how the baby fever starts. So <laughs> are you gonna name it John? Uh, no, actually, I was thinking. Uh, I haven't. I haven't figured it. But I was thinking if it's a boy, I was thinking Seamus. Uh, I like yeah. Eric. I like Eric. I think Eric is I think great. Eric Eric Kelly McCain Jr. I think that actually yeah. works out really well. You know, like Eric <laughs> Kelly McCain Jr. I mean, that's that'd be amazing. You'd be his be godfather. Amazing. Teach you teach him how to box. You know? I'd be his godfather. So, so I got a question. I got a I got a question for you. Who's the number one up and coming boxer right now? I should be looking at because I Terrence, you know it's oh, wow wow you got Terrence Crawford you got Andre Ward. Those are the two. You got Terrence Crawford, you got Andre Ward. Both are both are um undefeated, both are world champions. And well, Andre Ward just gave up his world title. He's about to fight for the light heavyweight world title, so he's about to get another world title in second division against Sergey Kovalev, who who's also undefeated. So wow, I mean and you know what the funny thing is? Like when 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 when, when you when I talk to you or your sister or, or your pop father about boxing, it, it's sort of like you guys know more than more than the average civilian. Well, you know, Dad was uh, in the boxing. 
he loved boxing. He was a uh, he was a, uh, a champion boxer at the Naval Academy in college. And okay. I think just growing up, we uh, we watched every boxing match we could, you know. And uh, you know, De La Hoya Mayweather when that all started back in '06. Yeah. Yeah, we def- we saw we watched them all, and it's, I I love boxing. You know, I was people always say like, why do you love boxing? And I always say, there's no way to fake someone punching you in the face. So no way to fake that. No <laughs> it's one of the last that. real sports left in America. So I who's think, your uh, favorite boxer today? I got to tell you, I mean, I was I, I I can't really pick one right now because I, every guy I like kind of has faded away. So I've been actually watching mm-hmm. MMA. A lot lately, and which isn't isn't really my jam, but I've been getting into it because a good friend of mine out here named Kyle Stewart, he's yeah. uh, he's been coming up really. I think he's fourteen right now, yeah. and uh, he's coming up and doing really well. So I've been helping him out and watching that. So That's unfortunately, cool. as much as I love boxing, I've been watching too much MMA lately. So. <laughs> I, got, I got I got nothing against MMA. I actually respect it a lot. I got and the thing, you know what? I really wish your father was senator here in New York. I really wish he was because they just passed this. Um, they just passed this law where for combat sports like boxing and MMA here in New York, you got to have a million dollar insurance policy per fighter. Well, I just million- don't think that's. I don't think that's rational at all. I mean, these. Yeah. You know, all these young men have to do, or women for that matter, have to sign a release saying that they want to fight. And it's fine, you know. They're doing it for the glory and to, and to be able yeah. to fight in the ring, you know. Yeah. I mean, are they? Are they? I mean, I, I don't know actually the actual intricacies, but do they make Floyd Mayweather sign a million dollar insurance policy? I mean, well, I, I don't they, know. They just they just passed this. They just passed this law here in New York. They just passed this law like a few weeks ago. I think it hasn't even been a month yet. They just passed this law and. Like so, and 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 now you got the promoters like Al Heyman, PBC, and Bob Arum, who are the big time promoters, and they might be able to afford that. Meanwhile, the small time promoters, the small time promoters who are like on the on, on the grassroots level, and they're trying to make the future stars of tomorrow. There's no way that's gonna they're gonna be able to um, afford that, and that's gonna push all the New York boxers into places like New Jersey, Connecticut, and the surrounding areas. Well, you said it right. I mean, it's just destroying the sport. You know, if yeah. somebody has to pay that much money and you're just like exactly what you said, if you're just an up and comer, well, so, you know, it's, it's just one of those things, you know? Yeah, I really wish your dad was here. I, 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 you know, I'm going to have your dad on soon. I, re- I really, I really wish oh, your dad good. was here. That would be great. Here. So tell me, how's the, um, how, how's the family life? The mom, the dad, the, the, the wife, how how's everything? Everything oh, good? It's going well. Yeah, it's going really well. It's uh yeah, everyone's happy. Everyone's I think you know dad's running for re-election, so I think everyone's uh, just really waiting on pins and needles for November to come so we can yeah. we can get through it. You know. Well, he he he's gonna win again. Senator McCain, Arizona loves him. Yeah, he's I hope so. I guess so. I wish you would have ran for president this year. God knows I wish you would have ran. God yeah, knows I wish you would have ran. That was his. That I, I, I think it was, it was just uh, too much, you know. I think he, uh, I think it's so hard on someone to do it that you can really only do it, you know, once, maybe twice, like he did, to be yeah. able to get through it, you know. So, yeah. honestly, well, I appreciate you so much for being on my podcast. They can move. Thank you hey, so much for coming through. God bless you and your family, and I look forward to seeing you in December. We're going to tear New York to the new ass. <laughs> we'll have some fun, definitely. Well, thanks so much for having me on, and uh, and I'll definitely 
be watching Andre Ward as much as I can right now. Do you know when his uh, next title fight is? November 19th against Sergey Kovalev in Las Vegas. You should meet me out there. Oh, I, I'll try, but I definitely, I'll de- I definitely am going to watch it no matter what. So I hope he, I hope he wins, and uh, and all and all that. So, so thanks again, Eric. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you too. Stay safe. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Stick Bye. and move out. <laughs>